0: Hey, welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality with Sydney DeLorean. That's me. Today I'm going to be talking to you about hard seltzers. However, before we get into that, I'm going to crack open a refreshing beverage. And it's not a White Claw. It's a <coughs> Diet A&W. That's right. This show is brought to you by Diet A&W because dicks don't burp on themselves. Let me take a sip of this refreshing cold beverage. Ah. You know, in case you're new to the show, I live in Phoenix, and in Phoenix it's hot, 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 and you know what keeps me cool, cool, cool? Diet A&W. Mm, mm, Cause tricks like when you burp on they dick. Anyways. <laughs> the show is also brought to you by Hanes 100% cotton granny panties. You know what helps power me through my big workouts? Big Panties by Haynes, 100% cotton, let your kitty breathe. All right, you guys, I think I'm really funny, and um, that might be true, or <laughs> it might not be true, I might be an idiot. Uh, and the thing is that two truths can be simultaneously true, one can be funny and both idiotic at the same time. Anyways, I'm going to do a show today about hard seltzer. Which, as I was researching it, you know, a lot of times on the show, I like to talk about the scientific aspects of drugs, et cetera, uh, or their history in society. And this ended up being more of like a trend and marketing piece. And uh, it reminded me of one of my favorite podcasts called The Department. And it is a podcast about trends hosted by two fashion industry employees, but they go through a lot of like cultural trends, not just aesthetic trends and how they play off each other and how consumers are manipulated. Uh, Also, it's really fun. They did like a series about slumber parties and it was all about like, uh, you know, weird twirly hair products and that sort of stuff. Um... And that was a fun one. And then they did another series about, uh, milen- uh what do they call it, aughts. Basically, like, hipster aughts, uh, fashions and trends. And it was like, they narrated my youth. So if you want to understand me better, sorry, I'm burping without a dick inside. I'm just burping on the microphone. Um, But, yeah, if you want to understand me better, you can listen to the Departments series about the aughts because is basically my life story. Anyways, whatever, who cares? Um okay. So I I should be honest with you guys, you know I don't drink. I used to sometimes drink on vacation and then I was with someone who was sober for 3 years, so like we vacationed together and I didn't drink on vacation then because I was you know, with him. And it's just like, no, I don't really like drinking around someone who's not drinking. Um, but, uh, over the past couple months since the breakup, I've been going out with friends. I've kind of made this my summer of pool time. Um, because it's hot in Phoenix and a lot of people have pools and I've just kind of been like, yeah, if you invite me to your pool, I'm going. I'm going to your pool, and you know what happens in pools sometimes drinking. So, uh, I've had I've had some seltzers this summer. I've had some seltzers uh, specifically on the Fourth of July. I had five of them and was drunk, and then was hung over the whole next day, and it was yucky. Uh, and uh, then I was like, maybe uh, drinking isn't for me, and we'll go back to not drinking. So it led me, and I'm sorry if you can hear my dog barking because he's an asshole, but when daddy gets up, the dogs have to bark at him to let him know that they believe this to be their house and not his. They don't bark at me like that, but they somehow, they take great umbrage with daddy. Um, okay. So hard seltzers, they've had a thing. It's been a thing for like three years. There's no law when you're drinking the claw, etc. Um, and at its most basic level, hard seltzer is a seltzer with alcohol in it. Um, what the alcohol is made out of can differ. Usually it's fermented cane sugar with added fruit flavors. Uh, sometimes other, uh, quote, flavored malt beverages, unquote, such as Bud Light's, Lime Aritas, uh, those use malted barley and those are the ones that aren't zero calorie. Um, most hard seltzers, alcohol content is between four and 6% alcohol by volume. ABV, which is about the same as a light beer. So th- these like seltzers are actually considered like low al- low alcohol content beverages. Like they have less alcohol than let's say an IPA or a strong beer and less alcohol content than a cocktail and obviously less alcohol content uh, than pure alcohol. Um, okay. So the history of these seltzer type beverages In 1993, Coors introduced a drink called Zima. Raise your hand if you remember Zima. They had a slight comeback in 2017. No one wanted it. It's gross. Um, And so Zima was kind of like a response to wine coolers, which, believe it or not, were kind of popular in the 80s. Um, Zima had strong sales, uh, but it was ridiculed, parodied, seen as effeminate, and like... Zima it's just like it was really really sweet think of a off ice. That's pretty much what a Zima was and then there was uh, Mike's hard lemonade, which was so sugary and gross like I just think back to like when I first started drinking when I was 15 and it was like Hard lemonade and Boone's farm strawberry hill because that was the strong highest percentage Boone's farm like just gross sugary fucking piss don't drink that shit, you'll get diabetes, it's so gross. And then when you're throwing it up, ugh, ugh, cause you're gonna throw up cause you're 12. Cause you're fucking 12. There's no other reason to be drinking Mike's Hard Lemonade other than you are 12 years old and someone's trying to rape you. Um. All right, don't drink when you're 12. That's better, don't do not do that. Uh, okay, so yeah, so these like, these like seltzeries, these like beer alternatives, like Zima, etc. They were super sugary. Um, but uh, we started to get the um, non-sugary hard seltzers in 2013. It went from a homebrew, like there were these guys who were inspired by like their wives' love of seltzer water, and they worked on a homebrew, um, and then they took it to market. These are the guys who started Bon & Viv. Uh, which is a brand that is still around, and initially in 2013, when it moved into the mass market, retailers didn't know what to do with it, like, they didn't know how to sell it, because it wasn't a thing, no one knew what it was, and we've all seen those alcohol products, if you've been to a liquor store, where you're like, what the fuck is this, like, have you seen the martini in a can, it's, I mean, which is basically vodka in a can, but they have, like, there's this line where they make whatever in a can, like, and so it's like martinis or like a gin and tonic in a can, which is kind of convenient if say you have to go to an outdoor wedding in an Arizona summer and there's like, you're not really allowed in, There's a house, but you're not really allowed in it. And drinks aren't served until after the reception. So you show up with a purse full of ice cold cocktails in a can and, um, you make the best of it, uh, just supposing, but also I did that. I got super lit on canned martinis because don't make me stand in a hot backyard good for you you're in love you're committing to each other i'm very excited for you you know what you know what your guests need they need beverages and climate control and i understand you don't want to open the margarita bar before the ceremony because people are going to be you know hooting and hollering we've all been to the late show at a like a comedy show the early show Okay. The late show, a little rowdy, little rowdy because people have had time to drink. So I get it. I get it. You're not trying to get people wasted before the ceremony. However, why are we in a hot backyard? Why are we in a hot backyard? And then if I want to go in this stranger's house who's lent you their house, because they have a beautiful house and yard. If I want to go in their house to use the restroom, I'm escorted to and from the restroom to make sure I do not veer anywhere else in the house. This is not an ideal situation for a wedding. And if you can't afford an appropriate venue, I'm going to have to ask you to just elope. Just get married at the courthouse, rent the patio at a restaurant, have a dinner for like your close friends and family. You know what I mean? Spend five grand to rent out the patio of a restaurant for 10 people. Let's not, you could probably, you could probably do 20 for five grand. But let's not have a bunch of people in a hot backyard because you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring a purse full of canned booze. I'm going to get wasted. That was like 2018. Um, Good times. Good times. And then I, after I got wasted at this wedding, went over to my ex's house and had unprotected sex with him, which is another reason why I don't get drunk. Um you know, but every once in a while you need to remind yourself why you don't drink. And so that was like four years ago, three, four years ago. That's when I reminded myself that why I don't drink. And then most recently, uh, I just had a really yucky night of not being able to sleep at a friend's house and I was hung over the whole next day. And that is currently my reminder of why I don't drink. So probably in like three years, I'm going to need to fuck up my life a little bit, uh, as a reminder of why, whatever, whatever, some lessons you need to you need refreshers. It's called continuing education. And you need that on life lessons too, I guess. Okay. So these dudes are making hard seltzer in their garage and it moves to the mass market and retailers don't know what to do with it. And it's just kind of like anguishing amongst the products that people walk by because there's no brand recognition. What's Bon and Viv? What's this can? What's a hard seltzer? We don't know. We'll just get some high life and go back to the frat house. Um, that brand was, a little, uh, it's been acquired by Budweiser. Oh, and I guess Budweiser called it bon Viv. I don't know what it was called before. Um, so that was in 2013. Now, what happened between 2013 and the White Claw explosion, explosion of 2018? What happened, you ask? Well, La Croix. And I don't know if you call it La Croix or La Croix. And I don't know the proper pronunciation. And I'm not trying to split those hairs today. I'm trying to record a podcast so that I can uh, shower and go get breakfast. Um, Okay. So, LaCroix became, like, this huge thing, right? Like, this guilt-free treat. Um, And it's, like, it's low. It's zero calorie. There's no artificial whatevers. It's good for us. It gives you a sweet indulgence without guilt. You get to go, are you a pamplemousse? Are you a pamplemousse or a pear? Who are you? Which flavor of Lacroix? Lacroix. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to me? what happened to me? I'll tell you guys what happened to me. When I was an infant, I jumped out of the kiddie seat of a grocery cart and I fell on the top of my head. And my mom knows I hit the top of my head because I had a little barrette up there and it shattered. Um, which is why I think they have those seatbelts in shopping cart seats now. But, um, like a year or so ago when Miley Cyrus was on Joe Rogan and she was talking about her head injury as a kid and how that, probably plays into her like lack of impulse control and how she is the way she is. My mom um, sent me an article about it and said she's always reminded me of you and this makes me think of when you had your head injury as a baby. Memories. Uh My mom has a way with sick burns like that. Like I was mauled in the face by a dog uh, at a party like 10 years ago and my mom saw this meme that was like I'm the type of person that goes to a party and makes friends with the dog. And my mom sent it to me and said, remember when you did this and ended up at the hospital? (laughs) Fucking Deborah, I love a sick burn. Anyways, uh, so LaCroix became this thing, right? We love LaCroix. You work at a tech startup, and there's going to be a fridge packed with LaCroix. Like, that's what's going to happen. And... um, what was they saying? So, so, okay. All of a sudden we're all drinking flavored seltzers. This is what they call grooming. They're grooming us. We're, they're grooming us the consumer to be ready for when a spiked seltzer comes onto the market with a vengeance. So yeah, we've just LaCroix, sparkling waters later on, like your spin drifts and now your ahas and your bubblies. All of these created a market a consumer base that loves a flavored seltzer and sees it as a guilt-free treat. And then when White Claw comes on the market, which I believe was 2018, it does gangbusters um, because now the consumer understands. They understand. We know it. And it's marketed. It's locale, It's compliant with keto or paleo. Low-carb. A lot of these are zero-carb. Uh, no artificial flavors or sweeteners it's gluten-free it's a beverage for the sober curious which is a phrase I keep seeing think pieces about which basically means you're not drinking as much you're not I guess maybe that's what I am you're not a hundred percent sober but like you're not really trying to make drinking part of your daily or even weekly life anymore you're just like Uh, let me see what life is like without intoxicants. And the answer is there's a lot more hours in the day, which is a good thing if you have shit you wanna get done. And it's a bad thing if you have negative emotions you're hiding from. However, subscribe to Patreon. You'll hear my most recent episode about getting off the starting blocks. However, when you have a bunch of hours in the day where you're left alone with your uncomfortable feelings, that's a great opportunity to deal with them or run away from them by literal running. Take up jogging, unless you have a bad knee. Then do something else. Anyways, um, so these seltzers, your White Claws, your truly's whatever, have a great price point. They have great portability, so like, You might be watching your figure, you don't want a bunch of carbs, but like you're going to like the lake or whatever. Are you gonna bring a bottle of vodka and a two-liter of soda water? That's not very portable, but you know, you can throw some white claws in your backpack. Like it just is a lot more portable and convenient. Unless, like, just get a hydro flask, fill it up with soda water and vodka. Bada bing, bada boom, you good you know, put some fresh citrus in it, whatever. But you can just stop at the grocery store, grab some white cloth, throw it in your backpack. You're good. You can go, you know what I mean? Anyways, uh, so portability, convenience. So like, here's the great thing about seltzers and where they've really done well is in a lot of states, you can like at grocery stores and drug stores, you can only sell beer and wine and spirits have to be sold specifically at liquor stores. So that's like another step that you would have to go to. It's another, you know, like you're getting chips and whatever and groceries, but you can't get your vodka there. You would have to go to a separate store because in those States, you, wine and liquor can only be sold at liquor stores, but White Claw, because of the ABV, Uh, it's sold at grocery stores. So you can buy it at a drugstore or grocery store that otherwise is only allowed to sell beer. So convenience. Um, Here's another thing about marketing. The seltzers feel more premium. And if you'll notice with the White Claw packaging or even the Bon & Viv, it's, it's white, it's clean. There's a lot of negative space. Um, the lack of sweetness infers premium because like sugary stuff is seen as lower end, like soda and whatever, like it's seen malt liquor, mad dog, whatever, like those are seen as less premium. So you have this beverage that has It's not sweet, There's not sugary, it adds to the premium experience. Um, Here's another thing that's different between the era of the White Claw and the Zima is that it's become more culturally acceptable for men to embrace a quote-unquote feminine beverage. So back in the Zima days, even though they really went out of their way to market to include men they um it was still seen as a feminine beverage it was something for young women even not even like older women it was just like this is that's for girls that's but now we live in this era where like straight dude like first of all talk about the oddies when there was like guy liner like men were flat ironing their hair they were wearing eyeliner mascara like straight dudes there was the manscaping, the metrosexual, like this sort of thing, where like super macho dudes can do feminine stuff and it doesn't put their their sexuality in question. So in 1993, maybe um, you uh, were would be ridiculed and you know called gay for drinking Zima at a party. And now, number one, we don't do like homophobic like slurs like ugh you're gay uh, but also it's just seen it doesn't like threaten your masculinity to consume a product that is seen as more feminine it almost is like oh I'm I'm super tough cause I'm drinking a claw like my masculine it's in the same way that I always said like dudes with scooters who drive Vespas have bigger dicks than dudes who drive motorcycles because like you just have to have a lot of confidence to engage in something that might be seen as emasculating. Um, and so, like, that's kind of how the claw is. And there have been plenty of think pieces about the claw bro and parody videos, etc. cetera. Um, okay, what else has changed between 1993 and 2018? The rise of CrossFit alongside paleo and keto diets gave men permission to be more publicly and proudly health and image conscious than most of their predecessors. And so... That is important because it used to be like, oh, only women care about like aerobics. And yeah, there would be bodybuilders and your muscle beach type guys. But it wasn't like a thing where dudes like counted calories or cared about their macros. Like it never was a thing. Like men were like beer and burgers and like that's a man. And now it can be like, oh, no no, bro, I don't do carbs or like, I don't do grains, I'm paleo. And so these beverages that are zero carb are more in line with these diets. Um, also adding to kind of the health image and the premium image of these beverages is that they're available at Whole Foods. Um, So, yeah, if you can buy something at Whole Foods, it's seen as healthy, and I think that's something to think about because there is plenty of junk food at Whole Foods, and I used to, like, people used to not understand when I was, like, my eating disorder was bad, and I was like, yeah, I don't shop at Whole Foods because there's, like – vegan donuts and cookies and all this shit like when I was vegan and I was like it's just too much temptation like if I go to Whole Foods there's junk food for me there but if I go to just like a normal Safeway I, I have to cook something healthy, and so there's plenty of junk food at vegans, there's plenty, or junk food at Whole Foods, there's plenty of vegan junk food, like, just because something's at Whole Foods doesn't, or, listen, just because something's vegan doesn't mean it's not garbage, processed fucking garbage, um, hmm all right, uh, I'm an ex-vegan, and I have thoughts on it, if you're new to the show, I was vegetarian for 30 years and vegan for 20. And, uh, I am now what I call a recovering vegan. And I think because like I was sold this idea much in the way that these seltzers are being sold as healthy options. I was told that vegan options were healthy options and they weren't. And, uh, anyways, I'm a keto guido now and, uh, I'm super ripped and, um, pretty, impressed with how my body feels after changing my diet. Okay. There's so, and here's the thing about this marketing blitz to like, because it's seemed like, okay, we're this generation that despite being fatter than ever before and living in the midst of treat yourself culture, uh, everything I want to do is self-care. Everything I don't want to do is emotional labor. That is a tweet. I stole it from somebody that is not original content, but like we do live in this sort of like, you know idea where stuff is like seen as self-care if it's self-indulgent and those are actually different things um but but despite that um we are seen as more interested in health and wellness there is the whole wellness industrial complex to the point where like we have a beer company marketing their product as a healthier post-workout alternative to sports drinks like you need to refuel your carbs and electrolytes after a workout don't reach for a gatorade drink this beer Um, there's wine, there's a wine company that sponsors athletes and heralds it's keto compatibility. We will get into alcohol and keto later, or maybe now, um, depending on where we are at. So yeah, like these things, this, these seltzers are being marketed as healthy alternatives to alcohol. And it's almost like people see it as like a zero sum game. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's no, there's nothing negative about this. It's so clean. It's clear. It's crisp. It's refreshing. There's no calories. So this is almost as like guilt-free as a LaCroix. Like that, and that is how people feel where they're like, I'm on a diet. I'm drinking White Claw now. And I'm like, you've had seven of those bitches. That's 700 calories. Uh, like as a bartender, I'm just like, well, I guess it's better than if you had seven IPAs, but like you still just had 700 empty calories. It's not like this is a health tonic. Um but that's like the way people perceive it in the way that I used to like be like, oh, yeah, I had uh, I had fresh pita bread dipped in hummus. It's vegan. So that was good for me. And then I just got fatter and fatter and was like, oh, why do I have diabetes? And because I, I didn't know because I didn't know I thought vegan meant healthy. Uh, um <laughs> just making noises. Sorry guys. The the new trend is that I record these in the morning when I'm not fully awake yet. I am drinking my, hold on, my refreshing diet A&W root beer. Ah, you know what fuels me through these early morning podcasts? Diet A&W root beer. I can't wait to burp on your daddy's dick. Ah, Anyways, so are these things really healthy? And like I said, better than an IPA? Sure. Why not? Okay. Um, but are they like good for you? And I first I focused on their keto compatibility. And this is out of selfishness because I do keto and I've lost 30 pounds this year doing keto while eating more calories and way more fat than I ever have in my life. Like I used to eat like 1200 calories a day. And work out over seven hours a week. And I was like puffy. And now I eat like 2000 calories a day and I work out four hours a week. And I'm like, whatever. It's crazy. I never thought I'd be at a point like the, like, the other night, I got home at like 3:30 in the morning from work. I made some miracle noodles, which, in case you didn't know, they're made out of like yam protein. They have zero calories, and I put four tablespoons of butter on these bitches. This was the butteriest fucking noodles in the whole. And most people would be like, eating four tablespoons of butter at four in the morning isn't good for you, but uh, I felt great, and um, and I'm some I'm I'm skinny, so keto is magic. Hey, I'm recording. Yes. Okay, Ralphie. Sorry, sorry. So I'm sorry, guys. I will maybe edit this out. You can leave him. Okay. All right, Ralphie has entered the recording studio. Uh, anyways, uh, their daddy needed to know if they'd been fed yet this morning, and they had because whatever. We can't double feed them because Frank gets his meds and his food, and we need to make sure they don't – whatever. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I have a particular interest in the keto compatibility of these beverages because I am keto and have in in recent history drinking some of these beverages. So, all right. Technically, like a white claw is keto because the liver can make ketones out of alcohol. Um, So technically you can stay in ketosis drinking White Claws. However, the liver prioritizes processing alcohol over other nutrients, which includes fat. So alcohol will slow the process of converting fatty acids into ketones. And this is important. And this is something that I learned from a friend of mine. Shout out to Bura. He's a scientist. He wrote a book about uh, scientific weight loss because he... um, when he moved to America for medical school, he went on a diet journey and lost 150 pounds. And, uh, he was like, yeah, when you drink, you're not going to be losing fat because your body is processing the alcohol rather than processing fat. So until the alcohol is totally out of your system, you're not burning fat. Um, so it will, even if you still are in ketosis, you still, the little strips are turning the right color. When you pee on them, you're not experiencing the same level of fat loss. So if your goal in doing keto is weight loss, alcohol will slow your progress. Even if it is keto alcohol, um, So, yeah. So you're going to slow down fat loss because you won't start processing fats until all the alcohol has processed out of your system. Um, And this is what happened to me, you guys, when I was super drunk and hungover last week uh carbohydrates slow the rate at which you become intoxicated when you're in ketosis alcohol hits your system faster and stronger than it did when your body was housing more carbohydrates your alcohol tolerance plummets to near zero when you're in ketosis and your hangover will be worse so this is why your girl drank five white claws throughout the day on fourth of july and was fucking sh- and why I was hungover the whole next day, because uh, I didn't know this, I didn't know this, that, yeah, when you're doing keto, alcohol hits your system faster and stronger, which is kind of good news if you're calorie counting, and you're keto, like, because then you're like, oh, I only need one drink, versus if you're eating carbs, you might need seven to get fucking sh- wasted. but if you are keto, you only need one, and that's kind of exciting, but also then the fear of a hangover might prevent you from drinking at all, which is where I'm at, because I love the way I feel in keto. I love my energy levels. I love the way my workouts feel. I love the way my body looks. Mm. Oh, I love the way my body feels. Mm, so does your father. Uh, <laughs> oh. um, so yeah, I, I, I love keto. I'm staying with the keto. And uh, apparently it means I can't drink without getting a hella hangover. So whatever. Later alcohol. Hello, marijuana gummies. Um, Okay. Most clear liquors that are around 40% alcohol, your vodka, whiskey, gin, scotch, brandy, rum, tequila, contain zero grams of carbohydrates and sugars on their own, which means they are keto-friendly in moderation. Which means your vodka soda, do it up have it up, not going to kick you out of keto. Uh, however, what they do warn about is obviously when you're intoxicated, your willpower is down. So you're more likely to eat foods that aren't keto. And that's honestly where the problem comes is because when you're drunk, you want a burrito, you want chips and salsa, you want a burrito, you want French fries, you want to try the new chicken sandwich at Burger King. Um, I have a coworker who's obsessed with it. Um, but like that, that's going to be the problem. And like that, that, and when you're not only when you're drunk, but when you're hung over the next day and you just want anything to make you feel better, uh, you're going to maybe reach for something that isn't healthy and in line with your diet plans. And then just everything's you fucking shit the bed. Every, all bets are off. You're just a garbage person now putting garbage into your system do you understand how my my brain works that like within 24 hours of this theoretical scenario I've gone from oh you're so strong and you're so powerful to you're a garbage person putting garbage in your body but also how you feed your body shows what you think of yourself and what do you think you deserve do you deserve nutrition do you deserve happiness like if you were putting fucking trash in your body if you're eating fast food all the time whatever it kind of shows me that you don't think very highly of yourself you know what I mean like okay you you don't think you deserve better you don't think you deserve a balanced meal Uh, you know what I mean and then also it shows me you don't have any goals because you got to fuel yourself to get to the goals so like for me I'm like I got stuff I got to do I have a list of accomplishments I need to you know things I need to achieve. And there's no way I can get those done if I'm like drunk and full of Filibertos. There's just no way I can accomplish those things. So it's like, I got places to be, I got people, you know what I mean? Like I got dogs to put through college. I can't be fucking around poisoning my machine, putting sugar in my gas tank, so to speak, because you are going to fuck up your engine. Um, So that's kind of my thought there with the uh, with the alcohol and the keto and all of that stuff um but they are listen a white claw or some hard liquor with like on its own or with a sugar-free mixer is keto technically so get down with your bad self um but uh, I was gonna say something and I totally forgot uh, prioritizing fat loss, yada, yada, yada. I don't know. It might come back to me. Uh, okay. What about paleo? What about paleo? So, um, first of all, archaeologists suggest that ancient man didn't start drinking alcoholic or fermented beverages until the Neolithic period, which is, was about 9,000 years ago. And the Paleolithic period was 2.5 million years ago. So technically alcohol would not be, paleo it's not in line with the what man ate during the paleolithic era also alcohol is both processed and a toxin and like those are the two of the big no-nos in the paleo diet is you don't eat processed foods you don't take in toxins it's like no grains no processed shit just eat your meat and your veggies you know what I mean um but many paleo experts recommend wine, hard cider and tequila as they're not reliant on grain and they are minimally processed. Now personally, as a keto guido, I would not do the hard cider because those are so sugary and I get a yeast infection just looking at a hard cider. Like I can't fuck with sugars. If I eat fruit I- let me overshare. If I eat fruit, I get yeast infections. My body does not process sugar well. I developed uh, type 2 diabetes uh, by the time I was 15. Um, And uh, I've now corrected it. I don't have it anymore, like diet and exercise. Keep it in line. My A1C is gorgeous. I have a friend who's going to medical school and I was talking about it. And I was like, Yeah, I don't take meds anymore. Like, diet and exercise. My A1C's on point. And she's like, Ooh, talk dirty to me. You know what I want to hear? Because those are things that doctors want to hear. Did you get your A1C in check? Get it in check. Uh, it's an indicator of your blood sugar over time, and so it's a way that they can tell not just what is your blood sugar today, but what has your blood sugar been over the past several months. Anyways, so like, I don't, I don't even eat fruit. Like occasionally I'll have like a banana if I'm working an 11-hour shift and I need something I'll eat a banana if my blood sugar like happens to crash to a point where it's like not great like and I'm at work I'll eat like half an apple um just to get a little something in the system but overall I don't eat fruit I don't fuck with a fruit salad fruit you don't need to eat fruit I'm gonna tell you this right now because they aren't gonna tell you the man isn't gonna tell you this you don't need to eat fruit There's nothing in fruit that you can't get from eating red meat. And also, the sugar in fruit is out of control. And fruit has been bred over time for size and sweetness and not for nutrition. So these fruits have all this sugar, very little vitamins. You don't need to eat fruit. Fruit is not healthy. You are not making a healthy decision by having juice. You are just mainlining sugar one of my most controversial stances i've had is for years i've been anti juice and people are like what um and i feel like it's yeah it's one of my most controversial opinions juice is not good for you you don't need fruit so and if I were to drink a hard cider, I would get a yeast infection because I don't need all that sugar in my system. It just doesn't need to happen for me. But paleo experts are like, have some wine, particularly red wine, because um, it's less processed and it leaves in the resveratrol. Like the, whatever happens with white wine, they because they take the skin off the grapes. There's no resveratrol in white wine, I guess. Um, and resveratrol is the thing that's good for your heart. Um, which is the benefit of red wine. So like, that's why paleo people are like, yeah, red wine, it's minimally processed. There are benefits to drinking it. It's four grams of carbohydrate per serving. Friendly reminder, a serving of wine is four ounces. And that used to be what was served in restaurants. But now like a serving of wine in a restaurant is like eight ounces. And we talked about this on my episode with about alcohol back when Shu was on the show and it was called Simonche. go back and listen. I'm sure it's great. Um, but like it is fun to watch. I watch a lot of old movies and you can if there's a, a you know, they're out for a fine dinner and you look and they have a much smaller wine glass um because it's just the way our super size me culture has gone. Where now wine comes in these goblets that if you were to hand one of these like a normal wine glass today with an eight ounce pour in it or whatever, if you were to hand it to somebody in the 70s, they would think it was a gag. Like, this is obviously a novelty gag. Look how big it is. Some restaurants do a six-ounce pour. But I believe a serving of wine is four ounces. And uh, so just j- don't don't go out to eat and get a, go- like, what is now a goblet of wine and go, oh, that's four carbs. Because it's probably eight. Um also, paleo people usually drink tequila 100% agave because it ha- it's made with less sugar. It's less processed. I don't know a lot about tequila. I'm a bartender, but like I don't know much about my job. You know what I mean? Like I'm a fast multitasker. I'm good with conversation and quips, um, but in terms of like actual spirits knowledge I don't have it my brain doesn't want to retain it I don't give a fuck and because it's like yeah I used to drink and when I drank it was to get fucking wasted and I just like I just don't care I just don't care the nuances between you know a silver and a repo tequila like it's it's a difference in aging I know that but that's about it that's about all I know so um So yeah, these fucking beverages are a better alternative to a high ABV beer, a high carb beer. You are having a grain-free, gluten-free experience. They are zero carb. So in a way, they are a better option. If you're a beer drinker, I would say White Claw is a better option if you are a vodka cranberry person you know maybe switch to vodka soda or switch to a seltzer but are these like a zero sum game are these a health tonic in the way that they've been marketing no, of course not. Of course not. The, the very idea that alcohol could be healthy is like insane to you because you don't need alcohol. It's not a necessity. Like every other like nutrient or whatever, like you need in moderation. It's about balancing, but like alcohol you don't need. So like when you consume it, even if it is a low carb, no sugar added, gluten-free, whatever, it's still empty calories. And that's something to think about when you consume it is that these are empty calories. And if you are gonna have 500 calories worth of alcohol, like, yeah, I guess it's better to have 500 calories worth of carb-free alcohol versus 500 calories worth of like beer or mixed drinks. But also that's 500 calories that you could be eating something that actually contains you know, vitamins and minerals and things that will nourish your body and help you get closer to where you need to be in life um so you know be like me and just get super drunk once every three years (laughs) just get regrettably drunk once every three years or convert to keto and then you just have to have 100 calories worth of alcohol to get shoisted um all right guys uh happy hump day and uh stay sexy and give your dad my telephone number is that it i didn't steal that i didn't steal that from my favorite murder